Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and book clubs without beer, we'd prefer not to. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week, holy shit, fucking dick. I don't know if we're going to even to drink that, but it's nothing left in there now. And this week, we are reading Bartleby the Scrivener by Herman Melville, and starting with the remnants of this beer. That is called Day Job by the Three Weavers Brewing Company. Out in, uh, where the hell is Three Weavers from? It's I-A, Iowa, L-A, Louisiana? I-A is Iowa. Uh, LA Three is, Weavers, oh, LA Inglewood, California. I misread that. Okay, oh, Inglewood, okay. California. Three Weavers Brewing Company. It is a pale ale. It's definitely a pale ale. It's not an IPA pretending to be a pale ale, which is what no. a lot of people make. It, it's not. It's pretty balanced out. There's a significant malt background here. Yeah. That's nice. Not super hoppy. A little bit sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get it? Cool beer. So this uh, is another short story and. I should. I said this week, didn't I? This, Probably, yeah. This day, we are reading another short story as we continue to read a short story every day for the month of May. And probably the second most famous thing Herman Melville wrote is this short story, which is still a pretty long story. It's the yeah. re- length of a normal book. Yeah. But it's Felt a short like story it. for fucking Melville. Yep. True. It was published in a, a magazine over a couple of issues in the whatever days. It was several entire issues of a magazine. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> And then it was collected into a short story collection of his called The Piazza Tales, which I read, and they were all just like... All by Mike Piazza? They were all about Mike Piazza, yes. And <laughs> this was the only one I'd ever heard of, and the rest were all just like, this is weird, and I don't know what's going on. So I've read this twice now. I know Nate has too. And, uh, yes. So and I had to read it, it in college. It was actually my freshman, high college freshman first semester English class. This is one of the things we had to read. Although... After reading it now, I realize we must have only had to read the first half because I didn't remember any of the stuff that happened in the second half. Or I just didn't read it and was supposed to. Well, college like students. It'd, it'd be weird if you had to read half of a short story. Yeah, that's, that's what's strange. I get the gist of this. And, and I was a freshman. I was still like doing my homework at that point. So maybe you got through half and you said, I'd prefer not to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Quite possible, yeah. So Bartleby is a Scrivener and work. Well, you know what? The subtitle is a, is a Tale or a Story of Wall Street. Is the yeah. subtitle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should talk about that at some point. So it's narrated by a, I don't think he even has a name, the guy who narrates it. Mm-hmm. He owns well, I don't think so. like a law office. He's like, yep. a, I guess he's a lawyer. I think he's a Wall Street law office. He's a lawyer. Or a. He, he is a lawyer, but he said he, he did only the boring stuff, like mortgages and wills. So he doesn't do trials because he'd prefer not to. Uh, does he say that? No, but That's implied. he does he say, does say he does. I, don't, I don't do trials. I just I'm do not a, a trial lawyer. I just, I do, just do simple shit. Hmm. I just do the financial stuff. Well, he doesn't really do anything, it seems. He has a team of, like, like a sweatshop of copyists. It's like he's making <laughs> fucking illuminated manuscripts where they just like, copy everything by hand all day. It's all they do is copy other stuff. Yeah, and then he lines them all up and he reads to them and they check if they wrote down mistakes. And he gives them four cents a page or some weird shit like that. This is long before uh, Xerox. Yes. Yeah. And he hires this new fella, Bartleby. Did he hire a new fella? He's been there the whole time, I No, thought. no, he had, he had two, two copyists and a copy boy. One was called Turkey, who yeah. liked to... Actually, this is kind of a funny joke. He, his name was Turkey and he got... Drunk every day at, at lunch. lunch. Yeah. He like, was really bored. He was sad and quiet in the morning. He did no. He did great work in the morning, and then at lunch. I mean, he didn't say specifically he got drunk at lunch, but he would. His face grew just, redder. His face grew redder, yeah, and he got wor- and he got worse. And like there were more splotches on his page and stuff like that. And 
uh, the the lawyer dude tried to tell him, you know what, you're getting kind of old. Maybe you don't need to retire, but just maybe you could just only work in the morning. It's like, oh no, I must work in the afternoon. Anyway, but he also, it's funny, actually kind of joking there, is that he, when they're talking about the ginger cakes, which is actually what that other beer is for, mm-hmm. they said Turkey likes to gobble them down. Oh, man. <laughs> it's actually a line in the thing. And who, there's the other <laughs> guy who's like the opposite nippers. of Turkey. Yeah, Nippers. Nippers, nippers. who's like really just bitter and grumpy in the morning. And then it's like a lot better in the afternoon. After he takes a good dump at lunch or something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better now. But I mean, the, the manager guy clearly sucks at hiring. <laughs> Yes, clearly. Yeah. He's like, together, they are one perfect employee. <laughs> you are an inefficient manager. <laughs> and then there's the copy boy, Ginger Nut. Ginger Nut, yeah. Ginger Nut, because of his red-pubed balls. <laughs> <laughs> and that is kind of what it is. Uh, because he's like, it was a weird story. Like, the dad or something was like, please, take my son and... Teach him this great skill. Read him the law yeah. so he could become a lawyer. But yes. he's only like 13, so... He's starting as an office he boy. He does not give a shit. Yeah. They send him on messengers. Mm-hmm. To fetch lunch and yeah. snacks. And he gets ginger cakes. Oh. That's what and he sometimes gets a beer. <laughs> there's, you know, For turkey. In the old days, you could drink when you were 13. If you waited till 13, it's because you were a bitch. This is Ginger Hoopla, a double dry hop New England hoppy ale brewed with ginger by Wartega. It does smell like ginger. Strong as balls of ginger. Like ginger nuts? Oh, God, that is a lot of ginger. Yeah. It's very gingery. It's it's like a mix between a ginger beer and a beer. <laughs> yeah. I don't get any, of, unfortunately, because of that ginger flavor, I don't get any of the double dry hop New England flavors. I just get ginger. No. get ginger nut in my mouth. It's pretty good. I don't think I'd want a lot of it, but... You know, for just uh, taking a sip, I feel like, oh, well, it's okay, but... Actually, well, you know what? I kind of don't really like it. Even though I was really excited. I was like, hmm, this is going to be great. You know what? I don't think the ginger goes with the beer very well. So, uh, all right. Those are the characters. The manager's a fucking idiot, but he doesn't know it. And then he, he says, let me shoot the moon here and hire one more dummy. And he hires Bartleby. Hires Bartleby. And at first, he's a great employee. He does like way, he copies really well. He copies really fast. He, he does a great job. He cubby and says nothing to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except when he buys it, some ginger cakes from the kid. But he like never leaves. He just works yeah. constantly. And the boss never notices that. He's like, yeah, I guess he went home. I'm leaving. Until one day when Bartleby changes abruptly. Until one day they ask, they have to do the, the thing just to verify that all their copies are correct. Because these are like legal contracts. So if somebody, if somebody made a mistake on a legal contract, that could have, that's a really big deal. So, you know, they need to make like four copies. So one person will read it out loud. The other people will read their copy just to make sure everything is correct. Blah, blah, blah. This is the thing everybody has to do. I mean, admittedly, this is really fucking boring, and it would be awful. So anyway, they ask, oh, Bartleby, we need you to uh, read one of these copies. He says, I'd prefer not to. And then he just goes back to his desk, and the other guys look at each other like, that was an option? (laughs) (laughs) I made some mistakes in my life. (laughs) And they're like, all right, let's just go on. Turkey, read two of them or something like that. They somehow make it work. And then Bartleby just says that. For everything. Yeah, for everything. And then it's like they ask him some more, and they're like, what the hell? Yeah, and the other copy in Turkey and Nippers are like really mad. They're like, what the fuck? This is so boring. How come he doesn't have to do it? And the, the manager, the lawyer dude, he's just like, uh, I don't know what to do. And doesn't like make him. Yeah. Nor fire him. Nor fire him. He's like, okay, fine. He's very non confrontational. 
for a lawyer. Yeah, he feels really bad. He's like, oh, I don't know what to do. This is a terrible thing. It's so difficult. I'm such a anyway. gentle man. I can't, you know, say no. <laughs> More time goes by, and then they ask Bartleby, oh, he asks Bartleby, oh, can you just run down to the post office for me? And Bartleby says, I'd prefer not to. Again, it's like, what? How? <laughs> and he just sits at his desk and does nothing. Yep. At one point, they're like, are you saying you're not going to do it? He's just like, I, I just prefer not to. Yeah. I mean, very does, passive aggressive. He does say other things. He says other words occasionally, but it's really... Not much. Yeah. Yeah, he, he pretty much says almost nothing in the whole thing besides, I prefer not to. And so the manager's brilliant plan to get rid of Bartleby... So, oh, oh, first oh okay. he finds out first, he's, yeah. so, and then, like, a week goes by. And then during that week, Bartleby just decides he's not going to copy anything anymore. Yeah. He's just like, no, I'm not going to copy anymore. It's like, will you copy this? I prefer not to. <laughs> so then he's really not doing his job. But he won't leave. And then so the, the lawyer dude, he's like, well, I feel really bad for him because he... Oh, well, well anyway, uh, it's a Sunday during the next week. Or it's a Sunday, and the owner dude goes... Uh, he goes to a hear a sermon at the Trinity Church, still there down in Lower Manhattan, next to Wall Street, and then decides, oh, I'm just going to walk over to my office and just check on something. And then he puts his key in the door, and then there's like rustling, and it's like, oh, please don't come in yet. Like, wait, what? This is my office, and it's clearly Bartleby. He's still there. He hasn't left. He like He's, lives. He there. lives in his little cubby. Yeah. And then he comes back like ten minutes later, and Bartleby's gone, and he snoops through his desk. And he finds his like life savings in a napkin. Yeah. It's like a $1.38. <laughs> Though, do you know, didn't they, like, the coinage in the, my version that I read, it was all like shillings and shit. If they're in Wall Street, why the fuck were they talking about shillings? The version I read said cents. Maybe it was he just like, like a nine, different edition. Like 90 cents or something. Maybe I just. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember. I, should I, check I, that. I don't think it mine said shillings, but I, I, don't, I don't really know. I noticed that. I was like, this is a really weird detail. For a guy who like could tell you about every fucking type Maybe of whale. Maybe the British version. <clears throat> I guess I did. Where they change like just two words. Yeah. So. Well, I, I I think way back way back then, and especially in New York, which is a port city, which did a lot of trade, especially with England and British colonies, that there was a lot of different currencies floating around all the time. They didn't just because they were in America doesn't mean they really used American dollars for everything when, all the time. When was this? 1850s. It's written. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Melville was dead. By 1891, I think you did. Yeah. Listen to our episode on The Whale, a love story, to find out. And Moby Dick. And Moby Dick, yeah. Uh, so the owner realizes that Bartleby's living there, and then he eventually comes up with a scheme to get rid of Bartleby is, I'll just move. Yeah. I'll just yeah. move my I'll, whole I'll business. Just, I'll just rent a different office. I will just move my office to a different room. You know, I'll just move all everybody on my papers, on my stuff. We'll just, we'll just move out. And move to a different office, and then Bartleby will just, you'll, you'll just have to be there. Yeah, the next owner will have to fucking deal with him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so he does that, and then the next owner calls up, like, a week later, like, what's with this guy? <laughs> Come get your man. He's yeah. still, yeah. This is your fault. You have to do something. Because they also don't want to have to be the one to, like, call the cops on him. And he's like, he's just like living in the hallway. Yes. Yeah, and just like sleep. They got him to leave the original office, but he's like sleeping in the hallway outside the door. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And eventually, Very strange. Eventually, the guy goes to see Bartleby and tries to talk to him. And he's like, why don't you do this or do that? And he's just the same thing. I prefer not like to. Like you get a new job. How about being this? It's like, I don't. I prefer, I prefer not to. You could but I'm not mailman. particular. Yeah, I'm not particular, but yeah. <laughs> not that. Anything but that. Or that, or that, yeah. And so eventually they just arrest him for 
vagrancy, I guess. Yeah. Or trespassing. Mm-hmm. Or trespassing. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's no longer his office. <laughs> like, he's just like living in the hallway of an <laughs> office building. So, yeah. Trespassing. So then he goes to jail. I guess at this point we could drink this beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. As well. It defines, describes uh, Bartleby pretty well. <laughs> Tried to get the sound on the mic and I got jizzed in the face by the beer. <laughs> that wasn't cool. <laughs> Take this out of my hand. I'd prefer not to. <laughs> oh. Oh. Jesus Christ. That, was, that, that can really fun. liked you. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that can's birthday. <laughs> right in my face. Okay. What is this called, name? This is called It Just Does Weird Things by Hacienda Beer Co. Which perfectly describes Bartleby. Yeah. He's just he, weird. He and just actually, the weirdest weird. part is coming up. And he doesn't... It's weird he doesn't do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't, doesn't, prefer, prefer, he doesn't to prefer to do any things. None of the things. This Is Is this like a New England IPA or something like that? Or? This is a... Or very dry a Juicy India Pale Ale, dry hopped with mosaic, El Dorado, and Citra. Yeah, this is delicious. Yep. Super juicy nice. citrus flavors. Not even, weird at all. Even the ones that went into my eye just now. I enjoy this very much. That's great. It's almost like orange juice. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like a... Maybe that's the Citra. Mmm. Mmm. Could be. It's a female mm. orange. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they arrest him, and then he goes to jail, and he's like, is he like Rikers Island? Where does he go? He's somewhere. He's in a Sing Sing. Is he in Sing Sing? No, probably not. He's that's in a prison state. in like New York <laughs> it City. It might not he's... exist anymore. Who knows? It might right. even be real. That's true. So then uh, the boss guy goes to visit him, and Bartleby's just like staring at a wall, right? He's just yeah, he's in... outside in the yard, just staring at a wall. Because they realize he's not a dangerous inmate. He's there for some kind of bullshitty reason. So they let him just kind of wander around the prison all day. And, he's... and he doesn't eat. And he's staring at a brick wall, but like in between two viewing things like yeah. you could look <laughs> out of the walls of the outside world but he's just looking at bricks he'd prefer not to see outside and so the guy tries to talk some sense into him and he's just sitting there and being his dickhead self and then he bribes he, someone in the jail to feed him the best food they have because yeah. he feels bad by the way the man they bribed his name was cutlet yeah <laughs> that was his <laughs> name right. people in this book have stupid names he, has, he had not really thought i mean i guess he didn't want to make it too hard to you know yeah. figure out Foie gras mm-hmm. was no longer in jail. So. <laughs> Cutlet. So he bribes this guy like, to he, cook he, him dinner. Make sure that man over there. Make sure he has good food. He couldn't find a name that was a little more like food, but also a name like Hampton or Porky. And it's like <laughs> Cutlet. Cutlet. <laughs> That's not a name. <laughs> no. <laughs> Neither is Nippers. That's true. I mean, he does say those are nicknames. Yeah, I guess. All right. Like Cutlet must be it. It could be his jail name. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's his prison name. It's prison. Yeah. Cutlet. It's my bitch Cutlet. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just meat. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Ouch. So then, yeah, he bribes. He's like, give mm-hmm. him the good food, please. Because he's like, oh, no, you don't want to eat any prison food. It's just basically dead inmates or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst. It was the old days. In 1850. It's, it's just fucking Soylent Green. And then he bribes him with like... 30 cents or something, right? He gives him like no money. He's like, this will pay bevy. This will pay him for a year, you know? And he's like, I'll take care of him. I'll give him so much food. He won't fit out of the prison, you know? And then, but it doesn't work. He comes back. He won't eat any of the food. He's just withering away. (laughs) The very weird thing that he does, right? And then he starves himself to death. Like Bobby Sands. That was the name. I was trying to remember that guy's name. But yeah, Bobby Sands. (laughs) And then, uh, that's it. Yeah. And then he fucking dies. He just yeah. Oh, he did say like Bobby Sands, yeah. Yeah, like well, yeah, well people don't know he died. He went on a hunger strike. 
Uh, he's famous for dying on that hunger strike. Yeah, most people don't. Like Bobby nine other fucks mix did too, but Bobby Sands to <laughs> all the credit. <laughs> First. <laughs> Some guys lived like 20 days longer without food. It's impressive. Maybe they were fatter. Could be. Cutlet. So Cutlet was plenty fat. So he dies, and then uh, the manager's like, well, that was just weird. The end. Yeah. yeah. And that's the whole thing. And uh, that was weird. You're reading, like, what the fuck was the point of that? It's about clinical depression. Think so? Which was not a thing I, that I, existed I, in I feel like something? when I was reading it afterwards, it was like, I, jokingly, but it might fucking be. Like, that wasn't a thing then. They were just like, hmm, his imbalance of the humors. But <laughs> He's like, just a melancholy man. Like if you get, like, depressed enough, minded. you can't do anything, and no one's going to help him. They're just like, oh, put him in jail. Well, that's why I think the subtitle might apply to that, or at the uh, a story of Wall Street or whatever. Like the, the uncaring of Wall Street. Yeah, the soul-crushing work of so, scrivening. Yeah, yeah but, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but everyone the did guy, their best to like help him. Like, the guy cared. Didn't kick it. He didn't kick him Wall out. Wall Street, they'd just shoot him. Yeah, right? Not like, who well, let's, I'll pay for his jail food. I, I'll move my office rather than deal with this man. I thought it was weird. I mean, he was the direct opposite of like a Wall Street cutthroat Yeah, lawyer. Well, I mean, they hadn't really... It was different then. There was still a wall... Yeah, it was actual Wall Street <laughs> to keep the engines out. Actually, no, they had definitely torn the wall down long ago. Like Gorbachev. But there had been Ro- wall. Ronald Reagan was present yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was a dumb story. It was really weird. It was just so weird. It was and the best novel thing I've ever read because it was over sooner. <laughs> but like Moby Dick was clearly so purposeful. Like everything meant something. And I'm sure his other books are like that too. And this was written after Moby Dick. So... It's not like, did he just like give up? And he's like, let me just tell a fucking weird story. Or is there a meaning in there somewhere? He was still trying to get over Nathaniel Hawthorne. Mm. That's, that has to be what happened. After Nathaniel Hawthorne said he'd prefer not to suck that dick. <laughs> you know, oh, I gotta write this story down. <laughs> so that's it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's the it was very weird. I don't know why, why people still read this book. You're I, like reading it and you're waiting for the point. You're waiting for something to, add, something to be like, oh, that's what this thing is about. And then it just, then it ends. And then he doesn't, he just decides not to eat and starves himself to death. And then it ends. And there, that's it. I wonder if the reason this is popular with like literature, it's not a popular read that people read this for their book clubs, but it's a, except for us, except for us, we were too dumb to prefer not to. We were drunk at the time. That's, that's probably the reason, but you know, it's a popular thing in classes. Because well, I did it. Yeah, I had to read it in class. To interpretation. Like, what does this mean? What is the author's intention? And you could sit there with your professor and talk about it for seven seminars. I think that's part of it. And it's because it's written by the guy who wrote Moby Dick, which is arguably the best book that came out of America. So this must be really good, too. It's because Goosebumps and nobody out yet. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants to read 700 pages about whales. You can read 90 pages about a lazy guy who's the first millennial. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I know you got hired to Scriven, but I just don't want to Scriven. I prefer not. I guess there aren't Scriveners anymore. No. No. They went the way of the horse and carriage. The so telephone so you can operator. Just, can you just click copy, paste now? And yeah. MySpace moderator. <laughs> <laughs> they never had those. Yeah, that's not a thing. They, they never well, existed. I mean, like, you know, person who works there. Tom. <laughs> Several people still work there. Is still MySpace? Yeah. Do, do we have one? It still exists. <laughs> no. I think that's the one social media we don't have. All right. This book's dumb. Yeah. We can move on with our lives. Good luck. You don't have to read it. You could prefer not to. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, totally okay. But if you didn't mind listening this long, why don't you leave us a review on uh, whatever you're listening to and just round up to five stars. I don't really care if you prefer not to. <laughs> or, and tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on the several social media things we do have, including Twitter with drunkguysbc or at drunkguysbc. Or Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. 
And we are now part of the Hopped Up Network. For more podcasts about beer. Let you know. Yep. Yeah. And kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>